And we're back on Show Me Today. Kansas City is home to one of 12 Federal Reserve Bank locations in the United States. They have a free money museum that helps teach visitors on the responsibilities that the Federal Reserve has. Joining Cameron Connor is Elizabeth Hartzler from the Money Museum. The Federal Reserve is the central bank for the United States. It's technically a decentralized central bank. That means instead of there being one location based in one city, like there were the two previous central bank attempts for the United States, both were based in Philadelphia. We now have this decentralized system where there are 12 districts, which each have a head office. All of those 12 banks then report to the Board of Governors, which is in D.C., and that is creates the central bank of the United States. And we do a lot of functions as far as supervision regulation, um, monetary policy through the FOMC, but then also I describe it as a bank for banks. All the services that your bank provides for you, we provide to your bank as well. They need the same kind of support that you do for your finance. And so um, that could be digital payment services, loans, um, just getting a new currency from the Bureau of Engraving and Printing or the U.S. Mint. Um, and then also we hold those for them in basically like a, a savings account like you would until it needs to be paid back out. So that's a quick overview. There's a lot of functions of the Federal Reserve, um, but we really have a very important role to the U.S. economy, but also to the individual. And if you've tuned in late to this conversation, no worries. Just search Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri, wherever you get your podcast. This is Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor. We're here with Elizabeth Hartzler. She's a coordinator at the Money Museum at the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. We're talking about the responsibilities of the Federal Reserve Bank, as well as what the museum itself has to offer. And that's let's dovetail right into it, Elizabeth. What exactly is, how is the museum set up? How does it work? How did we get to it? Where's it at in Kansas City? Give me the rundown. <laughs> So the museum is inside the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City itself. We're at 2 Memorial Drive, right across the street from the Liberty Memorial. It's a really beautiful area to visit, and you kind of get two destinations in one, which is wonderful. Um, and the museum is on the first floor of the bank itself, um, inside the same building where all of the other people are working that do all the jobs and the essential functions of the Federal Reserve. We have a lot of exhibits that kind of cover of various, you know, topics concerning um, the history and functions of the Federal Reserve, if you want to find out more about that. We have a lot of historic coin and currency collections, um, and then we have personal finance kind of interactives. I would say if you want a big three, maybe, of exhibits, uh, we house on permanent loan the Harry Truman Coin Collection Um and it's a collection of over 450 historic coins arranged by presidency. And it's an incredible kind of display of the history of um, American coinage. And then we have a, a gold bar also on loan to us from the U.S. Treasury, actually. It's the only one we have. There's not a bunch stashed in the back of the vault somewhere. Um, so the, the public actually gets to interact with it and try to lift it. Um, and then we have... I think, kind of the crowning jewel of the museum, which is that uh, being in this building, which was built in 2008, still the newest building in the Federal Reserve System, you can actually see into cash processing and the vault. Um, there's windows into both. It was built so that on the first floor where the museum is, you see into these essential functions. I've worked here for five years. I could still sit there all day and just watch it. It's uh, it's very fascinating to see the incoming currency from the banks in our district being processed and then being moved back into the vault. And uh, if you're a fan of robotics, too, there's a lot of robots to see back there working also. 
Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a fascinating process. I, that's honestly another question that I'd love to ask, because I feel like it's something that's probably commonly asked maybe at the museum or just in general when it comes to Federal Reserve Banks or anything to deal with United States money. You know, a lot of I'm sure you've heard it before. A lot of people are like, well, why can't we just print more money? Can you actually give the detail behind why we can't just, you know, do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you start to print more money, the the value of your dollar is going to decrease, right? And so that's part of the work of the FOMC, the Federal Open Market Committee, is to know how much currency is in circulation, both physically and digitally, and make sure that those numbers align with what the economy demands, you know, um, but not so much that you the, the value of your currency will change drastically. That's that's our hope is that the spending power of your dollar is going to stay as equal as possible um, because it's better for you and it's better for the economy. Uh, we do shred currency. I think people are kind of um, taken aback when, when we tell them how much we shred, which is around $3.9 million a day. Um, and they see that happening. That's part of the processing process of it. And so before the cash gets taken into the vault, goes through processors, that currency is shredded that needs to, to be shredded, and then the currency that's still good for circulation is repackaged, put into the vault, eventually paid back out. That currency that's shredded is at the end of its lifespan, basically. And we try to do it proactively because we don't want the physical currency to deteriorate so much that you can't tell its validity. And so um, we be sure and we replace it. We get new shipments all the time from the Bureau of Engraving and Printing with brand new currency that will then directly replace that. And the majority of what is printed by the BEP is just to directly replace currency being taken out of circulation by Federal Reserve Banks. Actually, just it just popped into my head. I have a shredding question for you. You said three point sure. nine million a day, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if that's the case, what what do you do with all? Do you just like shred it and incinerate it, and it's done with it, or do you like repurpose <laughs> and recycle a lot of like the cloth dollar material and the metals that are coming through? What about that? So, well, first of all. Uh, coins are processed at a coin depot, so off-site, gotcha. and they they have a much longer lifespan. I mean, mm -hmm. you can find coins from decades and decades ago in circulation. The life of a bill in circulation is going to be around three to five years, and so we go through those much more often. There's kind of a give and take between durability and convenience, right? Um, paper currency, way more convenient to carry around, not as durable. Um, so what we do in the 10th district, and this is going to vary by district, is that after it's shredded, it is then taken to a biofuel facility where it's actually composted. And so you can get compost with shredded currency in it. I've heard that that is becoming more difficult because of increase in plastics and currency, which is to help with anti-counterfeit measures, but also durability as well. So there's once again a give and take. Um, we used to incinerate the currency, but that is not as good for the environment. And so we are thinking about that as well, how we can have less of an environmental impact with currency also. Yeah, no, that, that, it's a phenomenal process overall, and it's great mm -hmm. to think about. What about, okay, so I'm sure another common question that, that's asked, the gold bar. Have you yourself picked it up before, and what's it worth? <laughs> I have I have picked it up before, and it's and it's so that basically you can kind of try and bicep curl it is the way it is. But I've also tried to pick it up outside of its 
um, exhibit uh, mm-hmm. when we were doing maintenance. It's equally hard. Um, I'll tell you right off. It doesn't make it necessarily any easier. It's 27 pounds, 27 um, pounds. of solid gold. Um, it's measured in troy ounces, though, which is 389.27 troy ounces of gold. Um, ours was minted in the 1950s in San Francisco. And um, if you want to try and lift it, you can. Uh, on a good day, I can lift it. On a bad day, I can't. It just kind of depends. I don't. I promise it's not a Thor situation. If you're worthy, it, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily matter. Um, but uh, but the value of it, because gold is a commodity, the value of it will fluctuate. So we actually show uh, the 10-year high and the 10-year low for the value of the gold bar, which 10-year high is around $800,000, 10-year low is around $400,000. And that's one of the reasons that we're no longer on a precious metal standard. You don't want the value of your dollar to be connected to a, a metal or to another good that's value could fluctuate so much. We really want to have your currency as stable as possible. Um, so that's that's a little bit about our gold bars. If you want to see all the other gold bars for the Federal Reserve, you'd have to travel to New York, to their uh, to their Federal Reserve, and they handle all the gold bars on behalf of the federal government in a specific gold bar vault. Okay, great. No, no, <laughs> yeah, one amazing information to know. And right? really, the only wrap-up question I have for you, Elizabeth, is really to just kind of like reiterates, let's talk about when is the hours of operation, mm-hmm. when is it open, and how do people get tickets? No tickets are needed. Um, we are walk-in and we are free to the public. Um, we are open five days a week, Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Last amendment is at 3.30. Uh, there's free public parking, and uh, soon we'll be very close to a new stop of the streetcar, which we're excited about. And like I said, we're right across the street from the World War One, so a great two-in-one opportunity. Um, we love walk-in visitors this time of year. It's a really nice place to visit in the colder months. Um, and then we also run uh, public tours for student groups. So if you're an educator in Kansas City, uh, find our website, look us up, and we love to give free tours to student groups. Um, that's going to be K through 12, college, homeschool, public, private, all of the above. Um, and then for visitors, we have a great mobile app that can help you out if you are looking for a little bit more of an in-depth tour through the museum. Um, but we're highly accessible, and we love to have people come in all the time. Money Museum Coordinator for the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City, Elizabeth Hartzler. Elizabeth, thanks for joining us on Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. Thank you so much.